Hey, I'm Ben. And I'm Teresa. And we are the Hindsight Hikers. Hindsight Hikers. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about our trips and travels, the highs and lows, and everything in between. We also talk about our coulda, shoulda, woulda moments in hopes to help you hike with hindsight in mind. So we're going to be talking about Yellowstone National Park, which I'm really pumped because we had probably the coolest experience. Oh, it was so awesome. It was at so cool. Yellowstone. And I had been there once before with my friend Raina Jeffrey. Shout out. Shout out. And she kind of gave me some secret tips and the best places to see when you're at Yellowstone. So we got to use that information and intertwine that into me and Ben's trip there. Yeah, so Teresa was really excited to get back to Yellowstone and show me all this stuff. I, on the other hand, was a little skeptical. Uh, everything that I had seen or heard, or almost everything, had just talked about how full of people it was. And there was just massive, massive amounts of people and tour buses. And we had just come from an extended trip just out in solitude of Alaska. So it was like, not looking forward to people. No. So we entered the park from the north entrance. So right off the bat, we went to Mammoth Hot Springs and we had gotten there late on a Sunday afternoon. It was probably like five o'clock, but there was still a lot of people at Mammoth Hot Springs, which is just kind of a boardwalk around these sulfury volcano things. It's pretty cool. It smells bad though. Yeah. Real cool orange and white and like calcium buildup and the boardwalk it was the craziest boardwalk I've seen, like multiple layers and different offshoots. So was, the boardwalk was nice. Oh my god, <laughs> It was a nice one. On. So just to kind of help you understand the layout of Yellowstone, it's like a figure eight. Uh, it, there's basically only this one loop road that is a figure eight. So we came in from the north side, so the top of the eight, and that's right where Mammoth Hot Springs was. Yeah, and we didn't stay there very long. We wanted to get to the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone because in the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone is my all-time favorite waterfall that I've ever seen, ever. Secrets. Secrets <laughs> are being told. <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. So we kind of headed over there because we wanted to get there before sunset. Yeah, we stopped at a couple of the overshoots, but every time Truth is like, we got to get we there. We got to go. <laughs> Something is better than what you're seeing here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got to the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone and there's two drives that you can do there. One is the south rim and one is the north rim. And I didn't remember which side the hike down to the waterfall was. So we went to the south rim first and a couple of those outlooks were closed. So we just went to one outlook on that road and that was Artist Point, which was really pretty. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, You're not a, close to the waterfall. A nice bird's eye view of the canyon and of the waterfalls. Yeah. So then we went back and went to the North Rim and that's where you can do the Lower Falls hike. And it's kind of... Um, a lot of, lot of switchbacks. Switchbacks, yeah. So you take these switchbacks down but then all of a sudden oh my goodness how do you even describe it it's magic oh it's so yeah, beautiful it's pretty cool you like shoot out on this platform overlooking just the most magnificent waterfall it's so powerful the first time i saw it i cried 
Actually, the second time I saw it, I cried too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't cry, but it was really nice. You're right on top of the waterfall, and you're you're seeing the water fall into the canyon, and there's like this nice mist that's rising up, and you're. It's like you're standing right on top of the water as it's falling over, so you're trying to warn the water, like you don't know what's coming for you. <laughs> so beautiful and we were hitting it right at sunset so the canyon was just lit up the rocks in the canyon are yellow thus yellowstone and the sun was just making them this vibrant yellow and you're kind of getting these like pink hues oh my goodness it was awesome and the best part is everyone else was in their tents going to sleep or eating supper yeah we were the so only there was ones hardly there. anyone there that so, was awesome. Yeah, it was well worth. It was a tough hike because all of, I think it dropped almost a thousand feet, eight hundred feet, in a short span of time. Um, so it was it was kind of difficult walking up, but it was so yeah. worth it. It was worth it. It was so worth it. Do it. Do that hike. <laughs> yes, definitely my favorite favorite waterfall ever. Oh my goodness. So at that point, we were kind of in the middle of where the the figure eight where it crosses on the east side and so the plan was we were going to head over to west yellowstone which is kind of out of the park and find a spot to camp there for the night yeah and that was a drive i think it was going to be like an hour and a half or two hours from the grand canyon of the yellowstone um but we started making our drive over there and all of a sudden there was like a couple cars stopped in front of us. At this point, it was dark. The sun had set and the stars had come out. So it was dark out. And there was like a sudden stop where traffic was kind of backed up. And I looked at Ben and I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. And we get out of our car to kind of assess the situation. Someone just nailed a buffalo with their van it was really sad it was sad to see ben buffalo was laying on the ground with his legs twitching and the guy that hit the hit the buffalo was like frozen he at the steering wheel like just in shock (laughs) it was was only like two cars ahead of us that this guy hit the buffalo and i was just like thanking the lord Teresa had just warned me. It wasn't us. Yeah, because one of our headlights was out, and she's like, you better drive slow because you might hit a buffalo. And I was like, who hits a buffalo? And then we saw this person hit a buffalo. (laughs) So we got past the buffalo, and Teresa had one of her most genius ideas ever. She's like, hey, the stars are out. It looks really cool. What if we go try to catch Old Faithful right now? Because that's where we were headed in the morning anyways. So we're like, well... Let's just go check it out. Yeah, so we probably got to Old Faithful at like 10 o'clock at night. And we walked up and everyone was walking away. And so we were like, oh, we missed it. We just missed an eruption. So we asked people and they're like, yeah, sorry, it just went off. It just stopped. And so Old Faithful is known for going off about every hour and a half so faithful Faithfully. so we went back to the van and made dinner and just kind of hung out for a little bit and then went back out to see the next eruption and at that point no one else was out there no one was there it was just us the stars were gorgeous they were it was just a 
clear sky night and we were just walking around on the platform waiting for it to erupt and we got to this point on the platform where you could like see the Big Dipper really clearly. Yeah, so it was the Big Dipper was like framing it and the moon was behind us gently lighting Old Faithful. And it erupted. And then it happened. And it was so cool. It was crazy. Oh, man. We had it all to ourselves. It was like a personal showing of Old Faithful. I think we stood on the benches and just like threw our hands up and screamed because it was so cool. It was beautiful. Man. So at that point, we're like, that was amazing. We were pumped. Our hearts were like bumping out of our chest. There's no way I'm going to sleep. Let's do this again. So we went back to the van and hung out for an hour and a half. Just killed some time. And then we went back out. Yeah. Went back out again and got to watch it erupt again all by ourselves. And then just like laid on the benches out there and looked up at the sky. And there were so many stars. Mm, yeah. And it was so beautiful and peaceful. It was so cool. So then... We at this what this point it was like two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Or close to two thirty somewhere in there. And so we went back to the van and we're like, well, it's already two in the morning. We might as well just sleep here, and we'll try to catch the sunrise eruption. So we did the math and figured out, okay, it's it should erupt around five thirty. So we slept for a couple hours, and then woke up again at five thirty. And went out and there were a couple other people there, but not a lot. Maybe right. like 10 people. Mm-hmm. And the sun was just rising. Yeah, so it was like a total different geyser because you could actually see what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and there was other geysers going off behind it and you could see the steam rising up. So that was cool. Yeah. And so just a little insight to van life. A lot of times you're not 100% sure if you're allowed to to park somewhere to sleep overnight. And so we were a little nervous about that because it was kind of a regulated parking lot meant for the hotel customers. But that's why we kind of made the the decision of, well, we're not really sleeping here. We're just waiting for it to go off the next time. (laughs) I think we watched it three times. So I would highly recommend if you have the chance to see Old Faithful in the middle of the night because... You'll get it to yourself. Yeah, it was And awesome. it's awesome. So we are up. So from there, we just went off to the other geyser basins in the area. And it was early, so it was still cold out, which kind of took away from the geyser basins because the steam, the heat from them was so intense that you couldn't really see the color all that well. Like I know that we stopped at the Grand Prismatic Spring, which is the other hot ticket item. Yeah, in like the second most pop- popular thing there. But you couldn't see it very well. You couldn't see the colors because of all the steam. And so I told Ben, like, we got to come back and see this because I remember this and it's really cool. But it was still so awesome because uh, we were headed north on this road and we could just see the droves of cars headed south towards Old Faithful. So yeah. we were just a couple of steps ahead of everyone else in the park. So that was fun because we had, once again, every geyser that we stopped at, it was basically just us. Yeah. So it was really incredible. Because I think the ranger told us that the tour buses start at 10 a.m. Yes. So pro tip, try and get to the park 
way before 10 a.m. and you'll mm-hmm. get a lot of the sites to yourself or at least be able to find parking. Yeah, nice which, parking. Which is nice. Then we made our way kind of back up that figure eight and stopped at Norris Geyser Basin, <laughs> which was just like another planet. Yeah, so so many geysers in a concentrated spot. Yeah, I felt like I was walking on Mars. It was crazy. And then they had these things called uh, thunder holes or thumeroles. Basically, it's like a geyser without liquid. It's just, it blows fumes of smoke and it has a really cool sound. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and then we just like happened upon, what was the name of that geyser? Steamboat, I think. Steamboat geyser. And there was people like camped out there with their lawn chairs and walkie talkies and food and it looked like they had slept there. Notebooks. <laughs> Taking notes of this geyser. There was quite a lot of them, like maybe twenty. And so we just kinda were like walking past and we we're like, Hey, what's going on? Like, why are you guys here? And they got all offended. They're like, Oh, you don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Let me tell you, we've been here for five days. <laughs> oh, nice. So I guess Steamboat Geyser is the biggest geyser in the world. And it goes off either every... It's, it was something bizarre. Like it could be four days or it could be 12 years. We'll put the actual actual dates times in the show notes because it was insane and they were wearing t-shirts that said this like for i think it was 12 days to 50 years yes it was it was crazy yeah a very wide variety of when this thing could go off and it was they were expecting it to go off soon it was giving signs that it would that it would go yeah so these people were just camping out waiting for it to erupt and they had been there for days and so we stuck around yeah, for like we joined them 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then we left and then we we're like all right well you guys have fun this sounds like a fun thing you do we're gonna go check out the rest of the park yeah so the norris geyser basin is kind of where the the figure eight crosses on the west side so we decided to head back over towards the east and towards yellowstone lake however Teresa fell asleep <laughs> And the lake was really cool, I but I was trying to wake her up, open. and she was fast asleep. So I really enjoyed the lake. <laughs> I didn't get to see it. I was trying so hard to stay awake, but we had stayed up all night watching Old Faithful. Yeah. <laughs> so I just yeah, I it's it's out. nice. The road goes along the entire like the coast of the lake or the the lake shore. So it was nice. That was nice. So then we decided to make our way back to the Grand Prismatic Pool area. And on our way there, we were like, well, let's just check out Old Faithful one more time. (laughs) And by that point, there was a ton of people. The parking lot was almost full. And that's insane because the parking lot is so big that you would never think you would get full, but it does. And so then we went and watched it erupt in the daylight and with thousands of people. (laughs) It was still pretty cool. It was still really awesome. It was still amazing. And then we kind of walked around that geyser basin up by Old Faithful and saw all those different ones. 
but we were pretty tired. Yeah. So point. then the last thing we wanted to hit was the the Grand Prismatic Spring again. Um, but we got there and there was no parking space. Yeah. And we were so tired. I was like, let's just go. But Teresa's like, no, no you, you have to see, see this. It. So we found parking like way, way, way away from it and just walked a long way there. And it was so worth it. It yeah. was just the colors were crazy. I've never seen colors like that. It was really packed. We were probably like, like touching people on the trail, just trying to walk along this boardwalk. But it's so worth it because the colors are spectacular. Oh my goodness. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10. So we stopped there and that was our last stop in Yellowstone. And we were pretty beat. So we were ready to start our drive out of the park. I don't know, Ben, if there was one thing that you would want to do that we didn't get to do, what would you do? Um, I was trying to look up the name for it, but it's there's a hike that goes up behind the Grand Prismatic Spring, yes. Fiery Falls, or mm. something of that nature. We can look that up for you as well. But I that would have been cool because then you could have a, have a more aerial view of the Grand Prismatic Spring. So that would be mine. And then of course, as always, I would always love more time in the park. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Um, well, I would like to say one thing that I feel like we did really well. And that was hitting the park at off peak hours. That will save you so much time and so much patience with other people. So we hit it late at night, like right before sunset and then right after sunrise. And those two times are such a great time to be in a national park because you get to experience it by yourself. Yeah, even if that means like taking a extended extended lunch or a, a little nap during the, the peak of the day, where you kind of feel like you're wasting time, you're really not because you, you would spend that time waiting in a line or just neck and neck with people anyways. Yeah. So, And there's a lot to do in the area, even outside of the park. Um, I would have loved to explore a little more in some of those areas. Yeah, definitely. Yellowstone is kind of a difficult park because it's so big and it takes such a long time to get to each thing and then such a long time to get out of the park. So if you are camping in West Yellowstone or on the north side of the park, it takes like, it could be two hours to get from one of the yeah things that you're seeing to your camp spot yeah so plan in advance try to get a game plan of of what you want to see and and plan around those peak times you'll have to tune in next time to hear us talk about our adventures in the grand tetons we'll catch you next time keep on hiking <laughs>